0: Welcome to the Electric International series, Think Like a Leader. We all enjoy hearing another person's success story, and we hope our conversations with leaders from across the electrical construction industry will help spark your interest and creativity in finding ways you can think like a leader. We're here with Mike Abbott. Mike is president of Abbott Electric. He describes the company as medium, but at the top end of medium, with about 140 full time employees. That's a pretty good start. So, Mike, thank you again for joining us today.
1: Good morning, Carolyn. Thanks for having
0: me with you. So you have uh, 140 employees, which kind of puts you at the top end of medium, as you described it. And we're so glad that we're going to have this opportunity to find out more about you and your role as a leader. You have a lot of experience in the EC industry. And my understanding is that goes all the way back to when you worked as a project manager. How did your in-the-field experience transfer over to leading a company in your current role as president? Is it very different or is it the same skills, but just inside instead of outside?
1: Carolyn, that's a good question. Uh, the experience that I learned from being a project manager versus what I need to do now as a leader of the company, that has a lot of similar similarities, but there are a few uh, nuances that are a lot different. As a project manager, you need to be task-oriented, And you're focusing on typically several projects and you need to know all the details about those projects to make sure that you can complete the job and get everything done. But as a leader, I feel like I need to work more on long-term plan, uh, steering the company in the right direction for the long haul, trying to forecast where the market is going and what we need to do to position ourselves best in that market to be successful. Um, So again, You need to be able to analyze multiple things and deal with people, be able to communicate well, You learn all those things as a project manager. And of course, you learn the industry. You can't be a leader of any company without knowing the industry that you're working in. The skill set and the job that you do every day is is a lot different. Um, I learned as a project manager to analyze all the facts when I made a decision, but I still sometimes would go by my gut feel. And running a project in the field, you don't have a lot of time to make those decisions because construction jobs go fast, as we know. And so coming into the position of a leader, uh, that helped me because you really need to make decisions even faster sometimes when the opportunity can pass you by.
0: We know that many companies are moving into transitional phases. They're at a point in their history where it's one generation to the next. What leadership qualities help you to understand your readiness to moving into a role with advanced responsibilities? Was there an aha moment that you said, yeah, I'm ready. I can do this.
1: Was there an aha moment when I said I could lead the company? Yeah. No, I can't say that there really was. I can say that I always felt it was my destiny being in my father's business And being the type of self-motivated person that I am, that I wanted to do that. I didn't know that he would select me for that position. I have uh, several brothers and a brother-in-law in in the business with me. And um, about 10 years ago, we became equal partners and took over the business from my father. I can tell you that, you know, again, my strong suit was always systematic and organizational abilities, multitasking, I thought I could do it. You know, no problem. I'm a smart guy. Well, I, I learned the hard way that there's a lot more to running a business than to running a few projects. What are some of the hard lessons that you would share with us that you had to learn? Hard lessons. Well, for me, I'm still learning. Um, okay. I've been in this role probably 10 years. And I, had, I was lucky enough to have a job. Uh, after I got my engineering degree, I went to work for Commonwealth Edison in Chicago doing construction engineering management. And I got some good experience and then worked with my dad for a while, but I was always working in the business and I keep learning that I need to find more time to work on the business. I get too wrapped up in the day-to-day details of things like a lot of us do. Uh, I still manage a few projects with some key, key clients and it's hard sometimes to step away from a project and take a 30,000 foot view of the company and make sure I know that we're going in the right direction because people are relying on me to point them in the right direction, to give them goals, give them direction as to where we're taking the company. And that's tough. I mean, that's, that's on the job experience. And I, I think I've learned that no matter how much you prepare or think you're prepared for a job, you still have a lot to learn.
0: In your company's materials, you use the quote, When excellence is required, we are proud to get the call. Well, in your experience, what makes a particular service or even a particular employee excellent? And what steps can you take as a leader to make sure that striving for that excellence is a reality, not just a slogan?
1: Yeah, Excellence is important, and we we expect that out of our employees, and we tell our customers that that's the service you're going to get from us. Um, but the attributes that make an excellent employee are not all the same. It depends on what that employee's job is. Uh, some of those attributes are the same. Um, we want you to have a good work ethic. Uh, you need to have integrity, a positive attitude, uh, ability to meet expectations, and be a team player. We We, we want people to say that we are part of the Abbott team. Uh, we want people to come here and know that we we have a family environment. We're family owned. We have a lot of family members that work in the business and we treat people like their family. Um, so that's what we would expect um, out of an employee, no matter what position they're in. In our management roles, our, our foreman, our project managers, our executive team, uh, they need to have good communication skills. Um, they, they need to have a strong sense of uh, Systematic and organizational abilities. Math skills are important. Certainly need to be self-motivated. The ability to adapt to change is important, especially in today's world. And not just communication skills, but good listening skills. Those are important.
0: We all had to adapt to change no matter what industry we're in over the past 18 months, basically. But now that we are seeing a sense of an opening in terms of people doing things and going places and businesses trying to do more, post-pandemic, What are some of the trends that you think are going to be very important and influential for the electrical construction industry? Are there things that are really standing out that you're keeping a close eye on
1: as the leader of your company? The pandemic has changed a lot of things that all businesses do. And I'll start by talking about that real quick. Um, Just the technology that we have at our fingertips now, uh, could you imagine five years ago, that you wouldn't have to have a face-to-face meeting to manage a project or to talk to your employees uh, and that so many people could be working remotely. I I never thought we could do it that way. Certainly we didn't have the technology that would give us a clear uh, visual and audio source. Um, Everybody back in the day on phone conference calls would try to talk over top of each other and you'd spend more time saying, uh, can you say that again, excuse me? With Zoom and Teams, we are able to do so many more things uh, efficiently. Meeting times are shorter. We we were able to do now in a 30-minute Zoom meeting what we would do in an hour and a half face-to-face weekly meeting with our staff. And we have some people that uh, used to travel to come to work a half an hour or an hour. They're able to stay at home a few days a week. And that really makes the employees happy. The flex schedules, the remote work environment. Uh, so that, that's something that we learned And I think the whole country adapted to that very well, and it was because of the technology that we had Um, on in the construction market. I think what we learned is that um, things are changing fast, and pretty soon, Electry has brought this to our attention over the years. That our job is not just being done on the job sites anymore Uh, with prefabrication in our office or our warehouse. Uh, we're seeing now that prefabrication is happening at the manufacturer's level, and it's happening on, on a level where people are pre-manufacturing a lot of these buildings and can, be, and can do it off-site, at, off, out of the country. And if we don't adapt to change, and technology is our key there, if we don't adapt to that change, we're going to lose a lot of the market share.
0: You mentioned Electri and your dad, Jim Abbott, and now you have been very involved and active in Electri International. What Electri programs and services come to mind, to your mind, as being very valuable that you'd want to make sure our audience, if they haven't, paid attention to them, hears it from you and goes and looks them up and says, yeah, Mike was right. I really did need to know about X. Are
1: there some projects that stand out in your mind? Carolyn, Mike, I want to let you know that my dad was very active in NECA and uh, got in touch with a few people from Electri and decided to check it out and was really convinced that this was important for our company and for our NECA chapter. And as the, uh Nika Governor, he convinced our chapter to join and then came back to me um, as I had taken over the leadership role in the company and and we decided that we would join as a member. I get more out of just talking to people face to face. I get more knowledge from the camaraderie and conversations that I have with the other Electry members than anything else. Uh, But some of the projects that Electry has done over the years that I got the most out of and my people have got the most out of would be Um, change order guidelines Ben Bigelow recently did a series on short series of videos on project management and estimating. Uh, There was a good study on union non-union management practices. And I try to take the studies when they're presented and I'll review them. And the ones that I really feel my people can benefit the most from, I pass them on. And I honestly don't pass every study on because if I do, I found that my people don't feel that everyone is as important as what I think it is. So I picked the ones that I really want them to focus on and make sure that they read those. And then we discuss them at our weekly meetings. And as a member of electry, what I personally gain the most from is when I participate in one of the studies. So I, I was lucky enough to be on the interview for uh, Ben's recent uh, series. And I participated a lot on the change order guidelines and just being involved with that study, to me, I got a lot more personal knowledge and growth out of that than I would if I'd just read the study itself.
0: What? topics or areas or what direction would you recommend to Electry that it should move toward over the next three to five years? Are there certain things that are out there that they haven't looked at closely enough and say, you know, Carolyn, we're spending a lot of money, the program review committees using a lot of time. Good people are on all these task forces. Now Electry needs to look at X, is there something that you really wish the foundation was paying attention to?
1: In the future, I would like to see Electri spend more time on forecasting and predicting the future of the industry, and, and try to shape the future of the industry and be on the forefront, and not just react. How do you? And I'm shape- not saying that th- that's how we do things, but that's where I think we should position ourselves.
0: How do you shape it? How how should Electri shape it? What does
1: that mean to you? Well, the first thing that um, that means to me is that we need to help develop the future leaders and the current leaders of the industry. Um, a lot of people feel that's Nika's job, but I think Electri can, can really help out by putting together some best practices, maybe even uh, help out. I know uh, Nika has their exec- Executive Management Institute, which is fantastic. I went through it myself right before I took over the uh, reins of the company. Um, that class is great. It has people of every company size. At the time, we were, we were probably small to medium size, and I was in there with David Long, um, president of Miller Electric. So it's good for everybody of every size. I still keep in touch with the, with the uh, people that I met in that class, but we also need to help train our foreman. We struggle as a company, and, and I know our Nika chapter discusses it a lot, that we have, we, we bring up people through the apprenticeship and through the trade. And right away, we expect them to be able to run a project without really giving them a lot of assistance. And, well, that goes back to the union versus non-union study that was done. And I think everybody that's watching this video has read that study to know that we as union contractors expect our foreman to know what needs done and we don't give them as as much advice and assistance as they need.
0: So you would see Electri as being very... Um, ahead of the game, or at least in the game, if they were paying more attention to some of the supervisory education needs, not just the top executive, which is being handled at the NECA side, but researching and studying and offering programs for the middle management and the I'm new in management, what am I doing kind of person?
1: Yes, absolutely. We need to get involved with training those uh, lower tiered management people. Um, we have some very good, very good people and uh, expertise in our electric group that we can lean on. I'm going to pick on uh, uh, Milwaukee Tool has a fantastic program that they mentor their new employees and, and teach them to be leaders. Um, another another subject is just the technology solutions. Um, electric does a great job of bringing to us uh, some of the new technology solutions that are out there. And we discuss a lot about how we're going to use those solutions to uh, better the industry and and make our jobs more effective. What I always find is interesting is that we do have all these technology solutions, the CAD, the 3D, the BIM. We have tools that make our job easier, various lifts and vendors, et cetera, and all these battery drills. But for some reason, we still bid off the same table of manual manual of labor units that NECA puts out and that estimating software companies provide. And why is that? Why aren't we reducing those labor units if we're doing prefabrication, if we're using all this technology to make the job easier? What's happening? And the only thing I can figure is the way we manage our jobs. We're not managing them effectively because the labor units should go down.
0: What advice would you give to other electrical contracting executives to help them develop more fully as leaders in their own sphere of influence. Is there something you wanna make sure to impart to them as part of our conversation today?
1: Carolyn, I, I have a lot of advice that, that I've learned over the years that I can share. I, I would love to hear some from other people because I know I've got a lot more to learn. And, and the first advice is never stop learning. Uh, when, when I graduated college with my engineering degree, I had a, a few companies offered to pay for my master's. And I had no interest. I was burnt out. I didn't want to go back to school. I thought I was done learning. I was wrong. Boy, was I wrong. I, I pick up something new every day. I'm um, not a big reader, but I, reading a book, you know, always having something on your desk at home, some sort of a management training book is usually something that's on my desk that I'm trying to go through and pick up new things, new ideas. And for me, it's more of, like I mentioned before, just taking time out of my day to switch off the details of a particular project or a problem at the shop and focus on the future of the company. Other things, talk talk to other business leaders, especially successful ones, and don't just focus on the electrical industry, focus on a completely different uh, business model or industry out there that you can learn from. That's what I I would say for advice. If I can can paraphrase what you said, both
0: as what you've learned and the advice you would give is never stop listening and never stop learning. Is that fair? Absolutely. Well, Mike, we really appreciate your time this morning, and I know our audience, once this is released, is really going to be listening to what you say, whether they're watching the video or listening on a podcast as they're driving to and from a project. We appreciate your time and we appreciate your insight, and we look forward to working with you for many, many more years to come. Thank you for joining us for today's Think Like a Leader Conversation. You can access every interview in this series on our website, electri.org, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. This is a remarkable look inside the electrical construction industry, and it's yours for the listening.